Hello, and welcome to another episode of Some Random Thoughts. I am your host, Ryan Molkowski, and I am excited to continue my new discussions that I'll be doing um, and have been doing, and so thank you so much for listening and for your support, as always. Well, let's jump right into it. So this episode, I'm going to be talking about community and belonging. I'm going to be discussing the importance of being seen, being a part of a community, being a part of something that's greater than just yourself, and also the importance of belonging. And what is exactly belonging? And we'll we'll get into all of that. But I wanted to talk about community and belonging, especially now that I find myself outside of the community that I was accustomed to through most of my life. So for most of my life, I was a Christian and had found myself in Christian community, which of course looks like the local church is the expression of Christian community or the primary expression. So for me, being a part of a church was where I derived my community. And it's where I also then gained a sense of belonging, a sense that I am seen by other people, I'm connecting with other people, we are all unified for a common purpose. And those aspects are actually important to find community, feel belong, um, Feel like you belong, feel like there's some purpose and meaning in being in that community. But now that I've been out of Christianity for a couple of years, and now that I'm outside of my primary sense of community, and that I haven't really found a new community that I'm a part of, I've been really thinking about the importance of community and belonging. One thing I will mention during this episode is that the way community looks like now in 2022 compared to the way community looked like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years ago is vastly different. There are more ways for us to connect and and belong in a community, but there are, of, of course, pros and cons to each kind of way to meet. And what I'm specifically talking about is having in-person community versus having virtual community. And if you have virtual community, what kind of communities are those? Are those like video communities, like Zoom communities? Are they 
uh, you know, communities on social media like Facebook groups or Twitter or um, things of that nature? Are they um, in like communities like discussion forums like Reddit? You know, when we're talking about community, what kind of community are we talking about? And, you know, even in-person communities are different. You have, of course, religious communities. You have... Um, you know, clubs, whether like you find clubs in schools and universities um, and just outside of those contexts as well. You have civic organizations. You know, you can think of, you know, a lot of people think of, um, what is it, like the, the lodge, um, like the Shriners and um, masons, that's what I was thinking of, the Freemasons, and, but then you also have like, you know, Rotary Club, and you got Toastmasters, and you got Optimist, and you have all these other, you know, civic organizations. Um, you can have like hobbyist clubs, like, um, you're part of a sports club, are you part of like a crafting club, are you part of a book club, you know, there's so many different ways that we can form community now more than ever before. One thing that I think when I listen to podcasters and I'm podcasting and when people are just generally talking about a whole host of different things about the human experience, now we're always referencing everything compared to the pandemic, right? Before the pandemic, during the pandemic and post pandemic, even though people are going to argue with me that there's no such thing as a post pandemic, we're still in a pandemic. That's not what I'm here to talk about. And I don't mind if people want to say we're still in a pandemic, and I don't really mind if people say that we're like in an endemic or a post-pandemic. But what I am saying is like when you're looking at community before, during, and after, what you're looking at is a different way of thinking about community out of necessity, right? It was out of the need for public safety that we had to realize, well, there's going to be a long period of time that we can't do in-person community. And that that's going to really affect us and that things are going to really change and we're going to have to really learn to adapt and adjust. And it's going to be difficult, but it's going to be necessary now instead of it being a point of convenience or a point of accessibility. It's still those things, but now it's it's a point of necessity. But now we're just getting back to doing in-person events again and we're getting back to the point where people are wanting to meet in person again and people are really wanting that that human connection. So for me, I'm starting to think of one of my goals in 2023 is I need to find an in-person community. Now, I am blessed that many of my listeners, many of the people that have been supporting me through this podcast over the last couple of years have been people that I have found in virtual community. I first connected with many of the people that listen to this podcast and who are now friends that most of them I've never met in person before, but I have connected with them, um, you know, whether it's through text message or through Twitter or through another social media site, you know, through, <coughs> excuse me, direct messages. And these are people that, you know, I care about, that I have connections to, relationships with, and they're the ones that I am grateful for because how I met a lot of my wonderful friends virtually was through an app called clubhouse which i don't use anymore it's still around but i was really at a place in my life where i was desperate to really look for community i had just the pandemic just started 
I was already out of the church. So, uh, shortly after the pandemic started, I, I officially had come out in public as an atheist. And the entire aspect of my community and sense of belonging fell apart, even though I'm very grateful and very blessed in in however you want to use the word blessed i'm I, I probably should stay away from that word grateful is a good word though you know i'm grateful that i have support systems like i have a wonderful family you know I have a wonderful wife i have wonderful children i have a wonderful extended family intermediate family um i have really nice neighbors um i, I love a lot of my coworkers. like i'm just really grateful that I have places where I can feel belonging, but at the same time, not having church as a community. And you have to understand, like I live in the South, like the primary way the vast majority of people find community and belonging is through religious organizations. And so whether it's the church, the temple, the mosque, um, people are, are always looking for ways to to find community and belonging for me not to have that was a huge loss and during the pandemic when people weren't able to meet in person anyway um, it was even more difficult but luckily i had stumbled across clubhouse and once i got into clubhouse i started looking for groups to connect with and i found like an atheist group and i found this deconstruction group and i found these other groups um, that I was interested in and it was a part of connecting in those groups that I really started getting to meet people that I had never met before but I was definitely pleased with how a lot of us were going through the same things or going through similar things a lot of us had left church a lot of us had left our places of community and belonging that we historically have been connected to and that are no longer connected to and that those things are very painful. And we were trying to find community in the midst of a pandemic, not having communities anymore and now being able to build something special on Clubhouse initially, then got moved over to Twitter. Um, was incredibly special. And I was very active and very involved at one time in these communities and doing a lot of work in these communities. And it was really wonderful. And then I had to step back because of a lot of other commitments that I have right now. And once again, I was feeling the complete and immense loss of community and belonging. And I still feel very disconnected and very lost, even though I've tried to reconnect in recent months. So I'm carrying a lot of grief and I'm being very vulnerable and honest because I know that there's going to be other people out there that feel the way I feel. And I don't want people to feel like they're alone in whatever they're going through. There are other people that can understand similarly to what you're going through and can really hold space for you. So if there's anybody out there that feels like they don't have a community, they don't feel like they belong to anything, they feel like they're just lost or wandering or that they were connected to something and they're no longer connecting to that and they're grieving that, know that I can hold space for that for you because I'm going through the thick of it, right? It's almost like I had to grieve the loss of faith and leaving a community as part of that. And then having to leave this 
community that I desperately wanted to be a part of was even more difficult. And constantly feeling that sense of aloneness with community can be very painful. But I wanted to give a setup because I wanted people to know that these, this particular topic and these particular things are not just an intellectual exercise for me, but matter and there it, it affects me personally. And like I said, I don't want people to feel alone in this. And I want people to feel encouraged and empowered that we can take action. And if we can just be vulnerable enough to really let people see us for who we are, then we have a chance of really trying to find community and belonging. There are a couple of articles that I'm going to share from, and of course I'll have the links in the description as I do for every episode. And I just want to share some things that I've learned about the importance of community. And it comes from this uh, website, happiness.com. The importance of community, seven key benefits. One of the quotes that I saw in here that I thought was really good was the following. Belonging to a group or community we can identify with helps us develop a stronger sense of personal and collective identity. It can also give a boost to our self-esteem. And I wholeheartedly agree with that because right now I feel like my self-esteem is lowered because I don't feel a strong sense of community. And being able to feel seen personally and feel seen collectively does make a big difference for your self-esteem and for a lot of other health benchmarks. Um, But let's talk about the importance of community. Let's go over the seven benefits real quick. And then if you want to read in detail, I'll have the link in my description. The first thing is um, a key benefit for community is support and safety. Support and safety is key. It's one of the most primal and most important intrinsic parts of being a human is this uh, concept of feeling supported and feeling safe. Um, It's a developmental need for the human. So being a part of a community allows you to feel supported and and safe. You feel safe because you feel like there are other people that care about you. And you feel supported because you feel like there are other people that want to be able to help and assist you in your time of need. And the inverse is also true. You providing support to someone who is in need and you providing safety to somebody who want, who needs to feel seen can also benefit you emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, in all different ways. Uh, the second benefit is connection and belonging, which is the primary one. Togetherness, feeling like you are being seen by other people is central to the human experience. And we need to feel like we can derive meaning in our lives. And one of the easiest and most effective ways to find that meaning is to connect to something that's bigger than you. And we do that through community. So let's say you're really passionate about, you know, climate change, finding a organization of people who are like-minded who care about the environment being a part of that group can be really beneficial 
for you to derive meaning. You you feel connected. You feel purposeful. You feel like you're making a difference. You feel like you're being seen, that there are other people that care about you. There's a lot of benefits there. The third thing is influence. We need positive influences, and we need to be positive influences in other people's lives. And sometimes we need just a push to stopping us from falling into unhealthy habits or thoughts. And one of the easiest ways to not fall into those things is to be a part of a community because you can have other people that are going to ask you, hey, how are you doing? And if you could be vulnerable and honest with them because you have formed deep bonds and relationships, then that can help you tremendously. The fourth benefit is sharing There's been studies that have shown that sharing your ideas, your feelings, and being in activities with other people can have a huge influence, positive influence on your mental health. It can empower your positive emotions. It can help you to engage in a higher and a better way. It can make you feel empowered. These are all huge benefits to to sharing. Um, it could also be known as giving. Uh, learning is another benefit. The only way we learn is through exposure. And when we're exposed to other people, we're going to learn different perspectives, different ideas about the world and how people perceive the world and how people live and move through the world. We can't know those things in a vacuum. We have to be out amongst other people and we have to really listen to other people's stories. And so learning is a huge benefit. I've learned so much, not just through books and through videos and through other sources like that. It's been, it's humans really encapsulate wisdom in ways that can't be replicated. And just listening to people's stories and and the wisdom they've derived from their experiences is significant. The sixth benefit is acceptance people just want to feel accepted and one of the quotes in the article that i um, that i read which i thought was powerful which is um the following one of the main reasons behind the importance of community is that it can help fight feelings of hopelessness and give us the certainty that we are safe i like the part where it says it can help fight feelings of hopelessness I know what that feeling is like, personally. It's a really awful, terrible feeling. And when you can be a part of a community that appreciates you, wants to bond with you, wants to support you, wants to accept you, and by acceptance, it means full acceptance of your authentic self. If people can accept you for who you are, but then also lovingly challenge you on maybe things that they might hold as problematic or might hold as troubling or concerning. And that can make you grow to be a better person. Those are the kind of communities and those are the kind of people you want to surround yourself with. And the last benefit is the more connections that you have, the more chances of success that you have. And we're going to actually talk about this a second article that kind of dovetails into that. But networking and building strong relationships in whatever you do, whether it's personally or professionally, is huge. I, I can think of like almost every opportunity that I've ever had that was 
a great opportunity for me professionally has come through networking. Networking is hard, but it doesn't have to be. If it's organic, it could be really, really wonderful. If you just try to force yourself to go to meetups all the time and you're just trying to fake it till you make it, it's going to be really hard at first. And it might be hard for a long time, but eventually there'll be this breakthrough moment when you go, okay, we'll start seeing the benefits of networking. You'll start having more opportunities and then you'll go, oh, this is pretty cool. Now, I've had peaks and valleys with that. I've had some really, I would say 2021 was a really good year. Um, yeah, I would say 2021 was a really good year for me, networking. 2022 has not. 2022 has been pretty much non-existent or dry when it has come to opportunities. And it's sad because when you've had a really good year and then you have a really poor year, it could just be really disheartening. But you have to understand that things have been flow and you have to ride those things in the best way possible. And you always just have to look for better. And so that's what I'm trying to trust in. So the second article I want to share is from CNN Health. And there's an article here talking about the quest for well-being and life balance in stressful times and how belonging, the concept of belonging, is a fundamental human need And research has shown that one instance of exclusion can undermine well-being and IQ test performance. And there was a study that enlisted subjects as experts to help others going through difficulty. And that the results of that study were very enlightening. So one of the um, biggest things that have people have been trying to study is this idea of belonging. There's a social psychologist and Stanford assistant professor named Gregory Walton, who has done ongoing studies um, talking about belonging, and he has developed a technique known as attributional retraining to help people shift blame from negative events from it's just, for negative events, excuse me, from it's just me to I'm not alone and there's others going through it. And he was trying to see what would happen if we could shift the mindset from it's just me to I'm not alone. Um, The goal was to convey to the subjects that when bad things happen, it doesn't mean that they belong, they don't belong in general. And I'll let you read the rest of the um, article. But what I found interesting is that belonging is this intrinsic need for the human and he and uh, walton said belonging is a psychological lever that has broad consequences our interest motivation health and happiness are inextricably tied to the feeling that we belong to a greater community they may share common interests and aspirations so belonging isn't a ancillary or ad hoc or optional need for the human people have been doing studies that have shown that it's an intrinsic need that if you don't feel like you are belonging you will suffer negatively in all the benchmarks that walton was talking about whether it's interest motivation health or happiness that there will be a suffering there 
And so we've seen that play out with the pandemic. And in my background as a hospice chaplain and bereavement coordinator, I could tell you story after story of how millions of people suffered. And in one of the contexts in which there was immense suffering was the lockdowns where loved ones couldn't go visit their loved ones in facilities like assisted livings, nursing homes, personal care homes, independent livings, things like that. And that increasing isolating and loneliness, because there was a period of time at the beginning of the lockdowns that not only were residents in those facilities locked into the facility, they were locked into their rooms. They couldn't even go see each other. And in a lot of, and in really good facilities, especially assisted livings and things like that, you know, there's social activities every single day that people are a part of, and that's how they derive meaning and community and connection and purpose and motivation. So not having those things anymore, not having people come visit them is, was incredibly difficult. And people really tanked lots and lots of people that were doing okay, tanked in every way possible, mentally, emotionally, cognitively, physically, spiritually, just really did poor and a lot of people died. So we know that isolation and loneliness harms people's well-being. Um, and I'm speaking anecdotally from my experience, but there's also science and research to back up that claim. But there are valuable lessons we can learn from for navigating life's difficult circumstances. And one of those is that we need to have belonging intervention and that we need to feel like we can belong and then also make other people feel like that they can belong. And... The rest of the article basically just goes over specific examples and um, applications for um, the studies, but I just wanted to kind of close by sharing a little bit about how, for me, I'm on a journey with this. I haven't reached a destination. I don't think I'll ever reach a destination. I don't necessarily want to. But one of the goals that I do have, like I said earlier, is I want to feel like I can belong to something in 2023. And so it bothers me when a lot of people criticize ex-religious individuals, um, when they join groups like Unitarian Universalist or Sunday Assembly or all these other communities oh you're just replacing your faith with this you're just replacing these beliefs for that beliefs or this community for that community or this value for that value well yeah and what's wrong with that like atheistic and agnostics and secularists and humanist and non-religious non-spiritual people never said that you have to be devoid of all of those things, community and meaning and purpose and values and morals and all of those things. I mean, of course not. Like we all have to have frameworks in our lives. We all have to have guideposts um, in our in our lives. We have to have markers in many different areas. We can't just be void of everything. We can't just be pure nihilism. Um, if we want to really function well in society. 
So for me, it's like I've, I was accused of this so many times when I first came out. Oh, well, why, you're just replacing this with that. Yeah, like I have to have a framework for my life. I have to have something that guides me. I'm just no longer convinced in, in the supernatural and I'm no longer convinced in religion or spirituality as valid or sound frameworks for truth. But it doesn't mean that I can't just decide to leave those things and then have nothing in its place. So part of the work was finding what to put in its place. And for me personally, this is not a prescription. This is just describing my journey. I really leaned into historic philosophy. I really leaned into philosophy in general and psychology and sociology and trying to build out frameworks for values and beliefs and morals and ethics and, and from those things. Um, and I have not found the community peace yet for that, but I'm looking for a community that I really feel like I can belong to and really feel like I can contribute to and derive a sense of safety and a sense of support from. But in the meantime, I did lean heavy into my virtual communities and they've been really helpful. But being disconnected from that, because I really had to starting in May for other commitments, I've like, I'm feeling the second round of pain. And to be honest, I don't know how many people are going to listen to this episode. And I don't know how many people are even going to comment or reach out to me about it. But I just want people to know that it's nobody's fault that I feel this way. It's something I'm going through personally, and it's something that I have to work through. But I wanted to just be vulnerable and say, look, I am going through a lot of pain when it comes to this particular aspect, but it doesn't mean everything in my life is bad. It's quite the opposite. There's a lot good going on in my life, but I could still feel pain and I can still feel a sense of loneliness, even with everything else good in my life. It, not everything is all or nothing and there's no binaries involved if things are on a spectrum so if if you're listening to this and you know that you're somebody who has been very close to me and you've been somebody in like the virtual communities that I've been a part of so think of the deconstruction community primarily um I would love to hear from you and I will try to do better to reach out to you all as well and I hope one day I can reconnect in that community but then most importantly uh, I hope that I can just find a in-person community that will really be fulfilling for me and that I can really contribute to I didn't realize how much pain there was until I started going over this and that's what a good podcast does in a sense at least what I want this podcast to do is to allow you to think and ponder about these subjects and to kind of gauge and, and determine for yourself, how are you doing in these areas? And for you to also share your own journeys, your own stories, your own opinions about these things as well. I would love to hear from you. Please reach out to me at Twitter, at Instagram, at Ryan Molkowski. 
That's R-Y-A-N-M-U-L-K-O-W-S-K-Y. You can also go to my website, ryanmolkowski.com. You can leave me a message. When you go to my website, click on podcast, scroll to the bottom. There's a link where you can leave a message. And if you leave a message there, I'll add your message to a future episode and give you a shout out. Um, Or you can just um, go to my contact form on my website and you can fill out a form there and um, I can add your comments to a future episode as well. And one last thing, please leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Your reviews are actually very helpful and can help this podcast grow even more. Well, thank you so much for listening and for tuning in and for your continued support. Just know that I appreciate every single person that takes the time to reach out to me, that listens and that shares their thoughts. And until next time, you have one life, make the most of it. Take care. Oh,